0: everyone it's john and ben and welcome back to santa by the minute the podcast where ben and i talk about 1985's santa claus the movie
1: one minute at a time
0: and the minute we are talking about this week is
1: 51
0: getting closer and closer
1: to that halfway park almost almost
0: so I guess we should just get right into the minute. I have nothing here to uh, start the show with.
1: <laughs> no, I don't have anything to add right at the beginning of the minute either.
0: Well, one thing you should add to the beginning of the minute, is a little snippet that we ended on on minute 50 where we heard Santa go, Will you?" Yeah. <laughs> because we get to hear him finish that thought at the start of this minute. Because right. Santa says, Better
1: make up your mind. I'm pretty busy tonight. So then Joe, he he agrees to go with Santa. Yeah, sure, if it's all right. I mean, like, really? <laughs> and he gets tossed into the sleigh.
0: <laughs> yeah, Santa, like, lifts him up. And he gently tosses him. He doesn't, like, yeah. throw him, like, a sack of potatoes.
1: <laughs> no, but you can see he has some uh, oomph behind it, though. Like, whoosh! Almost like Joe weighed less than he expected him to.
0: (laughs) Now, the past few weeks, I have been making the case, you know, ever since we saw the magic snow globe, I've been trying to make the case that Santa has been keeping tabs on kids in need. In the case of this movie, Joe and Cornelia, through the use of the magical snow globe that Dooley Mm -hmm. brought to him way back in minute... whatever it was (laughs) (laughs) and as recently as when Santa pulled over the sleigh quote unquote unexpectedly that he he had plans he knew exactly he was going to help this kid on Christmas Eve but the next line of dialogue my case starts to fall apart Ben roll it now hold on tight and don't worry You'll be as safe here as you are in your own home. Ugh, Santa says to Joe that if you're going with my theory, already knows his situation. <laughs> Comes out and says, "Don't worry, you'll be as safe here as you are in your own home."
1: And which, if, if, if Santa fo- already,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. If you're
1: if you're following if you're following John's theory. That means that Santa knew Joe was homeless and he made this remark knowing that Joe didn't have a home. So oof. either Santa was was not thinking, you know, that could and he was be just talking, Okay,
0: that is one not, that is one theory I did not think about. It could have been a slip of the tongue. Santa's right. like, Oh, whoops. Right. Like, but oof. he doesn't
1: act like it was a mistake. Like, Santa doesn't act like he knew already and he just made an oopsie. Santa acts like he doesn't know that Joe doesn't have a home.
0: Yeah, Joe cause... responds, I ain't got no home.
1: I ain't got a home.
0: And Santa responds with a very serious... Mm-hmm. But it doesn't faze Santa for too long. No. <laughs> He's he like, oh, moving on. He like, and then he says... <clears throat> Do you know how to say you like, he, re- he really wants to sweep this under the rug. Right. I don't want to think about this unpleasantness anymore. <laughs> so I don't know where my Santa knew all along theory. You could still make the case, but... Uh,
1: it's a little it, shaky.
0: It's a little shaky <laughs> if you factor in this particular line of dialogue, I would right. say.
1: Yeah. It, I mean, it could be something similar, you know, to when you know someone can't do something and then you you know what I mean like I mean and you say something that is kind of inappropriate not thinking because it's a phrase you always say you know what I mean like it could be it could be but I I don't know I don't know
0: but I, I'm glad I was talking with you about it on mic here because mm-hmm. that is that is a theory that I hadn't thought of. So mm-hmm. we could give Santa the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. that it was a slip of the tongue. Like, right. oh, you'll be as safe here as so you are in your own home. And then he was like, oh, my God, I'm <laughs> so sorry. Oh, no, I'm but sorry. But he doesn't want
1: Joe to know that he knows.
0: The- <laughs> yeah, so he was like, mm mm-hmm. Hey, hey, look at these <laughs> reindeer, huh, kid? Hey. I bet yeah. you liked. like Take them for a ride, eh? (laughs) So, Joe, so Santa, so to recap, Santa asks Joe, like kind of like under his breath, says, Do you know how to say yo? To which Joe responds.
1: Yo. And then the reindeer take off. (laughs) Now, I believe we have a clip from Carrie about the reindeer and yo? I know that reindeer are not the smartest creatures. And as a result, Santa's yo was a bit problematic because they had already learned whoa to stop. <laughs> and they had some issues differentiating the two. And then sometimes you'd have eight or whatever reindeer together, and some of them would get it right, and some of them would get it wrong. And apparently there was there was some chaos.
0: I know I'm going to sound like a broken record, but how seamlessly they cut between the real reindeer running forward after Joe says go mm-hmm. to the miniature taking off the roof to it flying through the sky. I know. It's so seamless. I'm just watching it now. That's why there are pauses yeah. while I'm talking. And then you have the Henry Mancini music just dun 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 once again this is you can compare it to like when Superman takes off mm-hmm. you know like da da mm-hmm. And then it cuts to a shot of the full-size puppet reindeer you know from Santa's POV flying over the city like and then we were talking a few minutes ago about all the optical effects in this movie and it's just they all come together here how long this must have taken to compose these shots
1: yeah Yeah. when we were talking to carrie about this movie she she told us not to spoil too much of magic but it was actually two and two halves reindeer for most of our <laughs> filming um two full one full row of two reindeer and then two reindeer butts so they can <laughs> film from that point back i never picked up on it until she said that but every time they're in a sleigh that is what you see you just see the the pair of full reindeer and then um the butts so like <laughs> I mean, sorry, the heads, not the butts. But you know what I mean. Like, you can only see one, one and a half reindeer, is what I'm saying. Like, that's all you can see.
0: And then they must have had, like, the, just the heads of all eight of them. Yeah. Because they all had those uh, distinguishing characteristics as Patch was pointing them out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That, yeah, that's interesting. I never thought about that either. <laughs> and then Joe is just looking down going, whoa, wow, the... I, you know you can tell his mind is blown now Mm
1: -hmm. mine would be
0: too it's like whoa (laughs)
1: like i can't believe this is happening (laughs) so joe in the book while flying with santa joe gasped with astonishment and wonder it was real it really was all of it he couldn't believe it and yet at at last he had to he was really flying all of the defensiveness he had cult- cultivated for his own survival fell away in a second, and he was simply a ten-year-old boy having the best time of his life. And you can—he re- really portrayed that, in this being so excited about it.
0: Definitely. And then Joe says, basically condensing the thoughts that he had in the book, but he mm-hmm. says in the film,
1: "You really are Santa Claus, ain't you?" Yes. Yep. <laughs>
0: Santa's like, finally.
1: <laughs> it only took me fly- bringing you in a sleigh flying over the city for
0: you to believe me. Now, this is also very unsanta-like what's going to happen for the rest of this minute. I mean nothing, nothing like bad, but especially Santa who knows when you're sleeping and know when you're awake, you know, I'll be checking it twice. Most Santa Claus movies, he would already know. You know what you wanted for Christmas when you were three years old. Mm -hmm. But here Santa goes, uh, yes, you know, yes, I am Santa Claus, but I still don't know who you are. But I still don't know who you are. So do you think Santa's, like, playing dumb, making small talk? If you're going with my theory, if you subscribe to my theory that Santa had all this planned out from the start?
1: Probably. Going by your theory then, yeah, he probably was just, like, trying to get Joe to say his, you know, tell him who he was, you know. Um, But (laughs) in the rest of the movie, it doesn't really say in this movie about Santa knowing all of the children of the world. Like, I believe the naughty and nice list is just based off from writing you know, kids writing and, like, tattletaling on each other. And um, kids getting what they, like, specific requests have to be written in. It isn't something that just Santa knows off the top of his head like he does in some other movies. So he could also just not know who Joe is. So, it, it I don't know could go either way i guess like your theory he's just i think he knows but in a non your theory i don't think he does (laughs) Because
0: like i feel like in other santa media yes you know that he would have he would have led off with this to convince Mm -hmm. you that he was santa it's like oh your name is joe you're Mm -hmm. 12 years old you know you wanted this for Christmas when... But we'll find out later that Joe's never written into Santa before. Which kind of goes with my theory. I guess you could even fit that into this particular theory. It's like <laughs> you have to believe in Santa... That, that's also another thing in other Santa media. Yeah. Another Santa lore. It's like you have to believe in Santa. Right. It's like when you don't believe anymore, then he doesn't appear. Right. You know, he's not visible to you.
1: Right. Which I never fully understood, but... <laughs>
0: we'll unpack that more i guess as the movie goes on but yeah or you know he could just be simply wanting to make small talk
1: mhm
0: because joe you know he says joe i'm joe
1: right we don't know what do you guys think let us know
0: write <laughs> in with your your theories
1: <laughs> santa by the minute at gmail.com
0: i want to see if anybody agrees with my uh, sant all knowing santa theory
1: uh huh I mean, because... Uh,
0: there are holes to be poked in it, I will admit.
1: Yes. Yeah. And, but you know, th- I, there
0: is also a case to be made.
1: Yeah, but, you know, this Santa movie doesn't have really a lot of the traditional Santa lore aspects. You know, he even Cornelia, he doesn't know who she is right off the bat. I mean, I may have just gone ahead a couple minutes, sorry. but
0: <laughs> You're way ahead of me, I can't remember. <laughs> I was trying to think. You caught me off guard. It's like, does he not remember Cornelia's name when they first... He would have to. You'd have to reach into his sack and pull out what she wanted for Christmas.
1: (laughs) You don't need to think about it right now. It's not in this minute. We have to move on. (laughs) My wheels are turning.
0: So after Joe says his name twice, our minute ends. There's a a lot of establishing shots, a lot of beautiful scenic shots. Yeah. Apparently... Either within the show or in promos for the show—I'm going to have to investigate this more—but apparently, for years, after this movie came out, clips from this movie, especially the flying over New York scenes with Santa's sleigh, were used in promotions— or in the actual show for Radio City Music Hall, Christmas Spectacular, which makes sense. They would license a couple clips of Santa flying over New York. I'm trying to find evidence on YouTube. If anybody, once again, if anybody can point me in the right <laughs> direction, let me know.
1: I have found one commercial, and I have put it on our website. Our website is linked in the show notes below. We
0: kept the home with Christmas. all Choir
1: is a
0: sing, the, the Radio City Christmas
1: Spectacular. Someone that you love. To
0: see the Radio City Christmas show.
1: Good seats available now.
0: But this is something I've uh, read on multiple sources. I believe it's also mentioned in the DVD commentary.
1: I believe I recognize it. You know when you, um, like from memory, seeing you actually
0: you did you actually see uh, Radio City Music Hall Christmas Spectacular in person one year? Yes, I did. As a youngster,
1: I did back in the nineties. I went to one, and it was absolutely amazing. I, you know, I grew up basically in small towns, and going there and seeing, I couldn't believe they had real live camels on the stage walking around it was amazing and i want to go back someday and see (laughs) and see it again but uh yes it was amazing
0: but you can't you can't really recall if you saw any clips from santa claus the movie
1: i don't know if i would have um i i recognize santa claus during commercials
0: and and Once again, you know, there's not a lot to take notes on in this minute, but I I still have a bit more to talk about. I have another page from the press kit. We'll talk about David Huddleston's page. Okay. Now, of course, we've already paid David Huddleston his due many times, especially when early on in our podcast. But once again, this is a page scanned from the UK press kit. Big thanks to Darren, as usual. Big shout out to Darren. And let's dive right into it. It says, from a non-acting family in Vinton, Virginia the rural South, according to Huddleston. He went to the American Academy of Dramatic Art into a position as one of the United States' busiest character actors. And this is a quote from David Huddleston himself. I'm a fortunate man. There are over 50,000 members of the Screen Actors Guild, and less than 500 of them make a good living, with an even smaller number making a great living. I'm lucky enough to be among that small number and some of his credits include The Front Page, The Music Man, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum, The Desert Song, and Mame on stage, plus 36 feature films with the likes of Jimmy Stewart, John Wayne, Gregory Peck, and Mel Brooks. Director Gino Schwartz spelt it out. "Claus should have a face which makes you want to hug him. Mischievous, blue eyes, full cheeks, a face incapable of deceit or duplicity a quality of innocence. He has expressive eyes. He glows. Even though he is capable of moods and tempers, he does not have one mean bone in his body. Well, we saw... We saw you know, I, I hate to contradict uh, Gino here, but we did see a little glimpse of a mean Santa, or at least Santa's ego being bruised during that night before Christmas scene. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, for the most part, he, he's not... He's not angry or mean in this movie. No. He's more more mopey, but we'll we'll cross that bridge later on. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They found their man on Broadway starring opposite Dustin Hoffman in the standing room only revival of Death of a Salesman. And we're going to close out on a quote from David Huddleston, quote, I don't feel any kind of doubt, but I do feel a colossal sense of awe I'm very aware of the terrific responsibility because we're dealing here with dreams, with love, and you can't play a character like this without feeling a sense of duty to generations of children. And David, wherever you are, you did a great job.
1: (laughs) Yes, you did.
0: (laughs) You are one of the all-time great movie Santas. Top of the list for us.
1: Yes, he is definitely. Nobody has even come close.
0: If you see a list of all time great movie Santas and it doesn't include David Huddleston. That list is bunked. Yep, yep. It is (laughs) null and void.
1: That's right. Their opinion is trash. That's right. (laughs) Fake. Fake Fake news. Fake news.
0: well that's going to bring us to the end this is a fairly short episode but we've had a few long ones for you guys yep. to chew over the past month or so
1: yeah i mean we did have one that was like an hour and a half long so hopefully you're through that one
0: <laughs> we've been pretty long-winded the past few minutes been a lot to unpack
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: but we'll be back next week with minute number 52
1: which i think will be another long one
0: you think so what happens next minute
1: i'm not gonna get into it you gotta come (laughs) back next week
0: leave us on the edge of our seats
1: it is our one year anniversary eve
0: yeah our next episode is gonna drop on christmas two eve yeah also also the one year anniversary (laughs) haven't missed a week the one year anniversary (laughs) of this very podcast
1: which is absolutely incredible i might add we are not very good at sticking with schedules and we've done it for this podcast
0: (laughs) It's been quite a journey, and we're we're less than halfway through the movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So thanks for anyone who has hopped on our sleigh as we continue this crazy <laughs> journey, one minute at a time, through 1985 Santa Claus the movie. And if you want to learn more about the podcast, you can find us on our website, which has recently been redesigned by Ben herself. <laughs> yes, the link is in the description of any of our episodes. You can also send us an email, santabytheminute at gmail.com.
1: Or you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Santa Minute.
0: I almost took over your whole spiel. I know. <laughs> and always, and always, we post a brand new episode <laughs> each and every, each, oh my gosh, I'm loving <laughs> it. All right, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's try it again. And we post a brand new episode each and every Wednesday. And and how much, Ben, how much should we charge the people to listen to our podcast?
1: I don't think we should charge anything. It should be free. For free!